Welcome to the City on a Hill podcast. We are a Catholic young adult ministry located in Kansas City with a mission to be the community that inspires and forms our generation to be saints. In today's episode, we will feature a young adult from our community who will share how they encountered Jesus and how they strive towards sainthood in their everyday life. Hopefully, this will encourage you in your pursuit of everyday holiness. Thanks for joining in on this episode of City on a Hill. Welcome back to another episode of the City on a Hill podcast, where we interview Catholic young adults in the Kansas City metropolitan statistical area and get their stories of faith. So I am your host, director and chaplain of City on a Hill, Father Andrew Mattingly, and I'm joined impromptu, but with amazing excitement by a co-host tonight, Marco Casanova, Thank welcome. You, Father. Father, it's good to be here. Great to Thanks have you. Me. Yes, I cannot wait for our interview of Miss Sam Baker. Sam, welcome. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me and just doing this podcast. I love hearing everyone's stories, so it's great to sit on this side of the mic and to be able to share my story. Boom. I mean, what an honor to have Sam Baker. Mm. I mean, who doesn't know Sam Baker? <gasps> Not many people. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Speaking Thank you very of, much. Thank you very much. <laughs> Speaking of not knowing things, I sat down last night with a couple for marriage prep, mm. and um, the guy was sort of like, kind of like anxiously checking his phone, and was, he looked very concerned, and was like, you all right? And he was, oh, just anxious. I was like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, you- like about, <laughs> about about our meeting uh <laughs> it was the, fir- <laughs> the first time we had met and uh he was like no 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 and then no and then acted like there was something that i should know mm-hmm. and uh anyhow i was like okay <laughs> i left the room to go get water for them or something and came back and a couple minutes later turns out they they just presumed that i knew that the capitol building oh. had been overrun oh, <laughs> okay. and uh of course i don't I don't right. have like notifications on anything really or right. pay attention right. to the right. news. And they were just bewildered that I had, you know, it only happened like two hours prior or right. something, right. but <laughs> I had <laughs> no clue. Um, You're like, are you nervous about Mawit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Same thing happened to me. I was in a meeting and yeah. one of the per- people in the meeting was like, yeah, did you hear what happened today? And I was like, no. The, the sun came up? Yeah. Like, <laughs> tell me more. I've been with high schoolers all day. Mm. And um, they said the same thing. It was like, it just had happened. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Strange state of affairs for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, we were, before we um, got on the podcast for our listeners, we were attempting to um, laugh without smiling. Yeah. Which is a challenge. I think it's a good exercise to do, you know? <laughs> it's good for the soul. Yeah, yeah. I, I sort of can Father see how... Mattingly, you nailed it. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, try it, Sam. A little bit? <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't a laugh. That was a like uh, a grunt. I, well, <laughs> I was kind of processing, like, when you meet me in person, like, it's hard not for me to not be smiling. Right. So it's mm-hmm. like... Right. <laughs> I mean, there's been multiple encounters where, you I know, mean, you don't ma- you don't make me smile. Oh, Okay. Well, oh, this is awkward. Yep. <laughs> I just got recorded. <laughs> no, I mean, you didn't make me smile. Yeah. So it's I. I'm not even. It just took so much brain power to think like, sure, how do I right. not? Yeah. Smile. 
Right. Yeah. And I, you're not supposed to be hurt in the process of laughing with us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It takes the fun right out it's of a, it. Yeah. That's me, the analytical brain over here. It, I remember learning in, in the seminary um, that risibility oh, is cool a difference word. between us and the rest of the animals. Hmm. And risibility is the, the, the capacity to laugh. Wow. Hmm. I think. Oh, are you sure it's not smile? Or thumbs. Oh, maybe it's smile. I think it's smile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. No, I was testing I don't know your if you ever heard a hyena. <laughs> they laugh. Oh, do, is that a laugh? I don't know. Oh. It would technically qualify, but. I think it's using quotation but, marks. Yeah. Ooh, say it again. Yeah. Visibility. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, you're right. Smile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like in, um, in a, is it Italian? The word for smile is like sonriso. So the the re the rezo re, reasonability. Yeah. What's it in Spanish? Sonrisa, I think. Yeah. So yeah. the re the reasonability part, yeah. So I think it's smile. Yeah. Smileability mm. would be a It's a beautiful thing. It yes. is. It cool. Is. Well, any other banter to get out of the way? Um Oh, too late. Yep. Okay. Oh. <laughs> so Sam. He knows that. He knows not to open that box. I know. I'm like, man, I can yell um, a million things right now. Yes. So, Sam, well, oops. Uh, all kinds of problems going on right now. Sam, welcome to the show. Um, great to have you. Thanks. And, yes, we'll just ask the large blanket question we always ask. Just tell us your life story and how the Lord has led you from as early as you want to begin up to now. Great. Yes. Um, I always start with like, this is my favorite story to tell because mm. it's my own story. So I love telling it to anyone that like... <laughs> we love hearing it. Yeah. yeah. Anyone that wants to hear it. So um, yeah. So my story actually starts before I was born. Um, my dad is a convert to the faith and my mom mm. is a cradle Catholic. Um, so they got married and then uh, when I was born, like after three years after they got married, um, my dad decided to convert um, right before I was born. So mm. he was actually supposed to get baptized on the day I was born. What? So Yeah. So I like to say, here you go, dad. Like something better happened. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so, uh, yeah. So ever since I was born, I have known two Catholic parents mm. um, and have been raised in the faith. So as we all like to say, I'm a cradle Catholic. Um, I'm the oldest of three, so I have a younger brother, a younger sister, and we grew up in a really great household. My parents were very loving, um, and we did all the Catholic check box things. Mm -hmm. um, went to mass, prayed before meals, um, did the once a year confession. Uh, <laughs> just really checked all the boxes, and it was it was fine. And I never really knew mm -hmm. that you could have a personal relationship with Jesus. Mm. So, and we never really sought out formation. Um, and to be honest, I don't really know if there was a lot of opportunities at mm. the time and where we lived. Mm. Uh, where did you live? So, yeah, that's really important. Um, <laughs> it's a little, where are you? a little context. <laughs> I am surprised not from Kansas City. Okay. I am from Dayton, Ohio. Okay. We're on the west side. Whoa, let's go. Yes. Uh, so, I'm from the... Ohio. Yes, you are. Wait, yeah. isn't Dayton where um, 
one of the only places in the world you can get a degree in Mariology. Yes. Is that right? That is true. The University of Dayton. Yeah. Oh, um, wow. The UD, not the other UD. In Dallas? <laughs> yes. Okay. So it's like the, the OSU, not the other OSU. <laughs> so like... Yeah, that's how oh, I that's distinguish fun. it. Nice. The only place to get a, a doctorate? Yeah. I think so. It was Mike wow. Schurzlig. Fun fact, can't really do last names, so you're <laughs> yeah. welcome. <laughs> yeah, we might, get to, we might get to that story later. You should have yeah. practiced yeah. this um, before the podcast. I, yeah, had to think really hard about all the last names <laughs> I was getting ready to say. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, he's went to UD, and wow. that's where he got his okay. um, doctorate. I think only there and the Marianum in Rome. Are the two schools where you can get a doctorate in the study for our listeners? Mariology is the study of Mary, mm. so that is how, really her role in salvation and so on. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Dayton and Rome. So, yeah. who'd thunk? Who no, thunk? Ohio. Let's hey. go. <laughs> oh wait, Ohio. Ohio showed up. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah. So I am from Dayton, Ohio, and. Um, yeah, grew up there, and Catholic school. Ah, uh, yes. Sorry, okay. I had to think about that because I did K four Catholic, mm. and then five twelve okay. public. Mm. So it was a little bit of both. Okay. Mm. Um. So yeah, I just kind of did the sacraments when we were in public school. Went to religious ed classes, um, and then in high school was when I kind of really started to feel like I was different. It was kind of hard to like articulate mm. and hard to like express to people because I was in a public school and so you know there was a lot of Catholics there but it was Catholics that were kind of in the same boat where it was just you know checking the boxes and yeah. uh, wasn't really like living out the faith and living on mission um, so I really didn't know how to articulate it I didn't know who to go to mm-hmm. um, and just to have that conversation of like what's going on so uh, yeah, I kind of was a typical high schooler, worried about money, popularity, boys, all that good stuff. <laughs> um, and I kind of became obsessed with money um, hmm. because I'm the oldest of, you know, two of three. So I have two siblings that come after me. And so I just wanted to provide for them. And hmm. so I was like, okay, you know, if I can go somewhere that doesn't cost a lot of money, then hmm. they can go somewhere that you know i'll give my money that i save to them so they can go um like for like for college or yeah something. for college uh. um and i so then i made the decision to play basketball at georgetown oh wow. college gets me every that is yeah. awesome sorry it's uh, my favorite joke that's how i became best friends with claire oh, larkin no, i'm so, so sorry no shame no <laughs> no i do it every time because everyone's that's like oh awesome. my gosh that's washington dc like, yeah. <laughs> like no 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 it was a baptist school in kentucky okay so awesome <laughs> awesome very different. yes very different um yeah, because sports up until that point had been my whole life, mm-hmm. and that's how I had relationships with people was through sports. Um, and I just really couldn't see anything else but that. And it wasn't on the priority to find a Catholic school. Yeah, it would be nice, but it wasn't. It was about the money, getting mm-hmm. things paid for. Mm-hmm. Um, so at this point, I'm just, I still don't have a relationship. Um, I'm just going to church on Sunday, praying before meals. Um, that's really it. Uh, and so I go to college and basketball again is my life taking up so much time. Um, 
And I remember this distinctly. I was laying in my bed. It was some Sunday in, in September. And um, the way this campus was set up was it's a super small campus. Um, and then there happened to be this Catholic church at the corner of campus. And um, God knew what he was doing when he sent me there. Uh, and I remember laying in my bed and it was Sunday. So, you know, our Sunday obligation. And I, I just text my mom and I tell her, I said, do I really have to go to mass? And I, it took her like a couple of minutes to reply. And she was like, it's up to you. It's your relationship with God. Wow. And as soon as I read that, this like overwhelming dread or sadness, or I can't even describe it, but it was like my whole body hmm. just was overcome with something. Hmm. And it was just this feeling that I, I immediately got out of bed, got dressed. And luckily campus, you know, campus was so small and the church was right there that I made it before mass. But I remember that feeling and I don't ever want to feel that feeling again. Mm-hmm. And, and and it's not at that point where I was like gung-ho about, you know, having a relationship. But there was something different. Mm-hmm. Like I could start to feel it. It was kind of like in high school where I was, I knew something was different. I was wired different. Um, the way my brain thought it, it was just something. And again, it was something where I couldn't articulate it. I didn't know who to say something to. Hmm. Um, so then after my freshman year, I decided to stop playing basketball because it was really difficult to do that with an education degree. So I transferred back home. And at this point I had decided I was going to go to Notre Dame for grad school, go Irish. Hmm. Um, and <laughs> I spent the next three years doing everything possible to be able to get into Notre Dame. Um, you know, doing the youth minister, volunteering, working, getting great grades. So again, I'm consumed with something. So I don't. What were you studying? So I was early ed. Okay. Early education. Um, And so for those that are familiar with the ACE program that comes out of Notre Dame, um, it's a graduate program where you give two years of service to Mm -hmm. then take classes over the summer at Notre Dame to get your master's in education, um, to get a teaching certificate. Um, so it's a pretty rigorous process to get into I it, bet. which I mean, Notre Dame, sure. that's enough said, right, right. but, um, so I was like gung ho about getting in. Um, so I spent the next three years doing that and it's my relationship started to evolve. I was doing more things than just going to mass on Sunday and, um, but I still wasn't taking time to like read scripture and, um, to really invest in a personal relationship. Uh, so three years later, I graduate from college. I'm interviewing for another name and I'm like, okay, this is it. Like, it's going to all work out. This is great. I'm going to, you know, get, get into Notre Dame. I'm going to meet my husband. I'm going to get married. I'm going to get a degree. Like it's all going to be great, Mm. but I didn't get in. So it was kind of like, I didn't have a plan B. I didn't have anything. Hmm. It was, it was, I had to like mourn it like a death Wow! because I had invested Hmm. so much in it. So you and Claire have a lot in common. Yes, we do. (laughs) We do. Uh, And Claire Larkin. Larkin. Yes. I know. Shout out to Claire Larkin. Um, And so I was at the point where I didn't have a plan B. I didn't know what was going to happen. And in comes the Holy Spirit. And my aunt reaches out to me and says, hey, come teach summer school in Kansas City. And I um, was thinking about it, and I knew that I couldn't just think about it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I would never do it. So one day, I just kind of was like, I'm doing this, putting myself in the car, and I 
kind of left. Um, I use air quotes around left uh, because my mom's from Kansas City, so it's mm. not like it was way off the map. Mm. Um, so get to Kansas City, um, do summer school, get the job. I actually, I don't know if I've ever told you the story, Father Mattingly, that I interviewed at um, Guardian Angels hmm. and at Our Lady of Hope, and I was going to, hmm. so I had the exact same job, one in public school and one in private school, mm-hmm. and it was at the time when you were pastor at hmm. Guardian Angels, so I was nice. like, oh, I could have worked for Father Mattingly, with Father oh, wow. Mattingly. Um, and the, is there a school there? It's sort of like one of these consolidated schools that's okay. not under the, like, financial umbrella of the parish but uses the old parish school building so yes mm-hmm. so it was brand new mm-hmm. um but i decided to go public uh, just because you know single having to provide for myself new city kind sure. of all that um so again money is driving my decision uh and i had lived here for a year and i just felt detached and then um, one day on facebook the given conference um which for people that don't know given is uh well the given institute is in washington dc and so uh danny bell well danny gentry no yeah gentry? Yeah. yeah okay last name um <laughs> and katrina schmitz well katrina even there we go the <laughs> before uh so she they went to the given institute and brought it back to kansas city and decided to implement it here uh so this is the first year they had ever done it mm. And um, there's all these women. So it's a conference for women about the feminine genius. Um, And so I go to this conference and um, there's all these young adults who keep talking about City on a Hill. And they keep talking about it. I'm like, what the heck is this City on a Hill thing? And they wouldn't like talk about it like, you know, serious and somber. It was like this infectious like Mm. joy. And I was like, whatever that is, like I want it. Tell me more about it. Uh, So as... My brain works. I immediately like go home and like start researching and trying to figure it out. Um, mm. And I couldn't find anything because it, I was always Googling like City on Hill. Fun fact, Google Kansas City on a Hill um, and you'll find it. And so I reached out to mm. Katrina. I was just like, hey, I want to know more about City on Hill. And she was like, okay, I'll meet you for coffee. Okay, I never met Katrina. And this woman is willing <laughs> to like meet wow. me for coffee to tell me about City on Hill. That's awesome. I was like, okay, I'm liking this more. Yeah. So I meet with her and she tells me all about City on a Hill and she kind of plugs me into sisterhood and then CCS kickball. And, um, from there I started to meet more people mm. and there still was like this like infectious joy and like that they chose to be there in this environment where there are other people who are living the same life and mission that they are and wanting to choose Jesus as the center of their day and yeah. the center of their everything. Um, and so I just kind of was like, I want that. I but... love that Katrina took the time to like have coffee with you. Yeah. And cause you're like a huge part of city on a hill today. So she just took a little bit of time and the impact that that could have in bringing someone else into a community. That's really cool. Yeah. We should do that more. I, you know, it's my go-to. Like yeah. that's what I do all the time because I, I think about like how impactful it was for me to have right. that intentional conversation. I think we actually honestly got kicked out of the coffee shop because we sat there and <laughs> talked so long. Nice. Because it just That's was awesome. like, and I had never met her, but she was so willing to tell me her story, mm. to tell me about how she got connected and what I could get connected with. 
Um, she's amazing. She is. And, but it doesn't stop with Katrina. Right. Like, as I got more and more involved in City on a Hill, I met more and more people like Adrian Sam Volkmer. Mm. I met them and I've gotten to walk with them like when they were dating, when they were engaged, when they were married, and when they're having their baby, their first baby, Gianna. So cute. <laughs> and now their second baby. And like I've gotten to walk with them and all of that. And it's such an honor. And so it wasn't until like I went to mm. Guatemala the following year that I really actively chose to pursue a personal relationship with Christ. What year would this be? That's a really great question. Um, this was a summer summer, summer mission trip. Summer twenty, yeah, twenty eighteen, mm. yeah. Because I moved in twenty sixteen, got connected in twenty seventeen, and then went to Guatemala in twenty eighteen. Were you the? Were you, I don't know. Was he was a chaplain? Okay, at that time. okay, that was the yeah. First time so I this was. Okay. We've been in City on Hill about the same amount of time because it was right when I got connected. You had either been here for a year or mm-hmm. it was like something like that. Okay. Yep. Um, that's cool. Yeah. Prior, prior to, it was Father Johnson? Yeah. Okay. So I came in summer 2016. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah that's cool. Yeah. So. And, and Guatemala was in like. Guatemala. Well, and prior to that, I had been volunteering like out the wazoo because, you know, me with my servant heart, I can't not, not yeah. help. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, I just was meeting people just because I wanted to volunteer and give back to an organization that has given me so much. Mm. Um, even after a year, I had seen a change. Um, so, yeah, I went to Guatemala, which is a crazy story in itself. Um, what What's crazy about it? <laughs> I, okay, so in 2017, in September 2017, I went to a beatification mass a blessed Father Stanley Rother. So at the time, Father Stanley Rother. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So divine providence like runs deep in my life, which I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but like the fact that I had to be in Kelly Nugent, now Mac, um, in her group in order for this whole thing to like get into process. So Kelly is from Oklahoma City. And so this beatification mass was happening in Oklahoma City. So I told like my sister group, I was like, hey, let's do this. Like, let's check this off our Catholic bucket list. Let's go do a beatification mass. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. That's cool. <laughs> I know. And Catholic we, bucket list. Yes. I don't think I've ever heard of that. Really? Yeah, I should make one. You need to make one. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've never been to a beatification. What, a, what else is on your Catholic bucket list? Um. Well, I did the Camino, so... Well, right. part of the you, Camino, you, so I can like that's put like big. half nice. a line through okay. that. Nice. Yes. <laughs> half a line. Half a line because, well, yeah. So that's another crazy story because Aaron Stein, um, dear friend, uh, won a trip to Madrid and that's how the whole thing started and we planned it in less than a month. How do you win a trip to Madrid? So she entered into like this. Okay. This so is like Wheel of Fortune. Is, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Publishing. Kind of. Okay. You want a trip to Madrid? <laughs> well, she's a college counselor. <laughs> like and so, like, you need to hang co- around her. yeah, you should. She's awesome. <laughs> yes. Uh, she is a college counselor at a local high school. And so, she, um, part of her job is that she goes to different universities and colleges and, like, sees them mm. in order to go back and say, like, hey, this is a really good school for blah, blah, blah. Um, so, she got, like, an email from the University of or St. Louis University of Madrid and so they were like 
you could win a trip to Madrid if you fill this out. So she like filled it out and didn't think anything of it. And I think had done it the year before and didn't win or whatever. So um, just she... your social security number right here. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I'm just kidding. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so she won and like was thinking about it. That's so cool. I mean, who does, who wins? Like one in a million chance, right? Yes. So then she goes on the walking pilgrimage with the community of the lamb and is like praying about it and thinking about it because she wants to do the Camino, but doesn't want to do it by herself just Mm. because of logistics, you know? Right. Now, now that we've done it, you could have done it by yourself as a woman. Like there were so many people that we encountered. So many women that were doing it by themselves. But um, so anyway, she had prayed about it. And so on that Monday or next day or Tuesday, whatever day it was, she texted me and said, hey, do you want to do the Camino? And without missing a beat, I replied and said, H-E double hockey sticks. Yes. In all caps. (laughs) And. She was like, are you serious? I was Please like, don't cuss on the yeah, podcast. I know. Sorry. <laughs> As I already spelled it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> wow. I really put a damper on the room there. Well, yes. So, because, so the backstory to that is when we were in Guatemala, I had said to father on the boat on the lake day, like, I would love to do the Camino. I think wow. we should do a Camino trip because you had mentioned mm. that we need need to do it what he would like to do it so i was banking on sitting on hill to do a camino trip and, and we then we failed you yep so, so wow god, god said <laughs> you oh. speak so well of city on a hill until you talk about the camino <laughs> then you stab us yeah, in the back hey, i love city on a hill <laughs> sorry folks um, um i have an evangelization water bottle which i brought tonight that has my city on a hill stickers both of them what is what is an evangelization water bottle? There are so bottle? many things that I'm learning about. A Catholic <laughs> bucket list, an evangelization been... water okay. bottle. So this is, my water bottle with only Catholic stickers mm. on it. Oh, so you just set it out and the yeah. bottle evangelizes people. Oh, yeah. So then they nice. say, oh, Then you really don't cool have to sticker. do anything. No. <laughs> <laughs> because as a shoulder shrug uh, for those that can't kidding. see me. Wow. That uh, is awesome. Yeah. So you just put it out there and then they say like, hey, cool sticker. And then you get to tell them like, Great. Remember at Boom. in Colorado when I when you're like, hey, great sticker. I was like, let me tell you about sitting on a hill. Oh, I don't remember that. Yes. Wow. So, Those are some nice stickers. I know. My friends are really great. Mm. And they um send me different stickers. So which blessed Stanley Rother's on there. So if nice. we want to finish that story. Oh yeah, let's get back. Let's oh, get back yeah. to the uh so you go to Oklahoma City. Yeah. So um Kelly Nugent is from Oklahoma City, so she had a place for us to stay. Mm. And um Again, just going to check it off my bucket list. Mm. Uh, had no idea who this guy was. Like, didn't know his story. Nothing. Just there. Um, I actually ended up bringing my grandma. Nice. Yes. Winning Barbara Witherow. She will be the number one fan now. She <laughs> loves podcasts. Mike. No way. That's yes. cool. Yes. Hi, Grandma. Yes. We she, love you. She will want to meet both of you now. Uh, uh, she loves uh, the Daily Rosary podcast, and she mm. thinks that Mike and I are like best friends. Nice. And so she'll always say, Grandma, you, you've you heard me say this, so I can say oh. this now. Uh, she'll always say like, hey, I listened to your best friend this morning, or I listened to your rosary. And I was like, Grandma, it's not my rosary. <laughs> well, he actually kind of is your best friend. I, I, one time I was at a gathering with Mike Sherslick and Sam was there and like he would be asking questions and you know maybe there was a little bit of silence and he'd say well what do you think Sam <laughs> nice. I'm like dang this girl's got an in no nice. I Sorry have no Sam. like theology background nothing I just 
love Jesus. You love Jesus. And that gets on. me through the day. Amen. Um, so, yeah. The beatification. I had no idea who he was. Just who said the mass? I have no idea who he was, so oh, I don't okay. know. You don't know. <laughs> Isn't there an archbishop, bishop of Oklahoma City? And there's I'm an sure. archbishop. I don't know if we're ever going to finish this story. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> I go a... up to this beatification mass, and they give you like all this like swag, and I remember they give getting you, like t-shirts. It's like a gold coin. Anyway, I <laughs> I need to get myself to a beatification <laughs> ceremony. Okay, so I get it, and I was like, "What the heck am I ever going to do with this?" So then I hear about Guatemala. This is the f- best part of the story because um, I only go to Guatemala because I saw Laura Swatters was going to Guatemala. So I said, if Laura is going, I should go. <laughs> That's what I say about pretty much everything. Yeah. yeah. And uh, shout out to Laura. Uh, so go to Guatemala. I have no idea that there's even a possibility of going to Blessed uh, Stanley Rothers, uh where he was martyred, like his mm-hmm. church or anything like that. I had no idea. And I really didn't find out until like probably two weeks before we went. Wow. And so then I was like, I know this dude. Like, right. let me tell you about this guy. And when I was packing, for some reason, I just put that gold coin like in my bag and didn't really think about it. Um, and so we go to Guatemala. Um, it's like one of our last days of service. And I was actually with you, Father Mattingly. That's right. Um, and we happened, again, divine providence, that I happened to be in a group with the lead interpreter and Father Mattingly. Wow. Uh, because we did, we were up in the hills mountains of um a farm town city and we're visiting the sick and the lead interpreter like wanted to get back first because we were meeting like in the town square are there like multiple groups on this trip or something i think there's like six or seven groups that go out kind of like colorado yes (laughs) okay we're gonna finish the story okay Uh, 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 yes folks we're in the same story (laughs) (laughs) i can tell you all about city on hill i think i've done everything (laughs) And City on Hill, except the choir. You don't want me to sing. <laughs> and the podcast. And the today. podcast. Boom. Check, check. check. Uh, so anyway, so we go back and we're standing outside this church and it happens to be um, his feast day. What? Yes. That's okay. cool. Okay, wait. <laughs> so then we happen to be standing Hold with- up. Wait a minute. Yes. With Father Mattingly and he's in his um, cassock. So he's very obviously a priest and- <laughs> sticks out so the pastor of this church that we're sitting outside of comes outside and starts talking to father mattingly well they have to figure out what language they can talk to each other in mm. so they start talking to each other in latin no that's not true what italian italian okay <laughs> i was like that would be so super what? impressive yeah. i I, yeah. I was super impressed. Yeah. Moder- yes. modern latin i guess um, <laughs> there we go See? but uh, i have part of the story correct yeah. um yeah. <laughs> so anyway so we go in and a part of the group had gone to the bathroom. So there's me and um, Abby Hamilton, and we can't really be standing outside by ourselves. So Father, so we're like, sure, we'll go with you. Um, and so they're walking in the church, and Father Mattingly turns around and says, hey, you want to go see something? Or no, we are outside the church, and he says, hey, you want to go see something cool? And so Abby and I were like, sure. sure. So we're walking down the aisle of the um, church, and he turns around and says, we're going to go see a vial, or we're going to go see a vial of Blessed Father Stanley Brothers' blood. And Abby and I both turn to each other and like our jaws drop and we start going through our bags trying to find stuff to turn into relics to mm-hmm. um, third class relics. And so 
You're, of so, course. you're so Catholic. I know. <laughs> I, I don't think it. I would have even thought. This is the most Catholic podcast we've had so far. When, I, when you said, I'm going through my bag, I'm thinking she's looking for the coin. I am. Oh, you are. I am. Oh. Because I. I thought you looked like a handkerchief. Or no, something. I was like my rosary, the coin. I luckily wow. had put it in my bag that day. And so. Um, wow. So I pull it out and we're standing in the back in like this secluded kind of a room off to the side. And I pull the coin out and this priest recognizes it and says, I was there. I was at wow. this beatification mass. Hmm. And so we get to talking and he was like, I was actually on the team that exhumed his heart that they had. So backstory is they left his heart in Guatemala, but took his body back to Oklahoma City to bury him. Whoa. So mm-hmm. they put his heart in the floor of the church that he was the pastor of. And so... Right, and so he died in, in like, like a in like a container yeah, not, and stuff, yeah. <laughs> not just like in the dirt. <laughs> just so people Great can visualize this. Yes, I know. I'm like, <laughs> along Thank with you, I'll fill in some other details later. Keep going. Yes. Anyway, he didn't see this is like the theology. Like anyway, so uh, he was telling us like it had never been anything he had seen before, wow. like because it hadn't coagulated. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's still liquid after <clears throat> however 25 years or something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that is really, that's fascinating. Yeah. So the fact that we did that on his feast day, like, and I had that coin from his beatification mass, it was just kind of like, that's providence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, Not okay, Lord. Yeah. I like, there's no, no human could have ever put that story together. Yeah. Like, there's literally no way. I like that when like the stars align in a way it's like, oh man, yeah, this is like too good to be true. Yes. You know? And That's I was cool. like, if you can write this kind of story about like this, just this small part, like what mm-hmm. kind of story can you write for my whole life? Let's go. I know. <laughs> so I was like, I'm in it to win it. Yes, you are. Yeah. So just continuing, like that was a really big turning point, but just continuing to dive deeper mm. um, and to do the, you know, the deep hard work to continuing to put Christ at the center of my life and everything I do um, and just he continues to like show me so much love and mercy and everything that I'm doing. Uh, wow. And he definitely has his hand in a lot of parts of my life. And I'm so grateful and I praise him and all mm. things. But I think my story is not just like that one point where it's like the lights flick on and everything, you know, makes sense. Instead, it's kind of more relational. Like he definitely, right. there's different parts of my story where he just kept breaking down the walls around my heart. Um, well, there's something about like having a moment where things align just so providentially that you feel so seen by the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, wow, I'm like known by this God yeah. who orchestrates everything, you know? Yeah. That's amazing. I'm personally known. It was like, I, d- I don't even know how to describe like a lot of things that happened in that story. Couldn't, yeah, I don't even have words for it. Like, I yeah. can't even articulate it. Mm-hmm. So. That's amazing. Thanks for sharing that. Thanks for letting me share that. Yeah. And getting through all the parts. We, of the we made it eventually. Yeah, it was a despite, marathon. Despite Marco's interruption. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, where did you grow up? What part of Ohio? Side tangent. Did you, in fact, get a doctorate in Mariology? <laughs> I did not. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Great. Father, you said you were going to fill in some blanks? Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah, I guess we can. Yeah, so... <laughs> Um, so, <laughs> so I found out a little bit of this in talking to this priest. So, uh, some of our listeners may know there are different stages 
in the process of mm. somebody being declared a saint. Mm-hmm. And I don't know all of the details of every stage, but one thing I do know is that you cannot exhume someone's body from their burial site, wherever they were buried, until they're declared a blessed. Mm-hmm. So prior to that, you know, you open the cause, you open someone's cause and they receive the title servant of God. And then I believe when you prove heroic virtue, as they call it, I think that's when you can be called venerable. Mm-hmm. And then the next stage after that is to be called a blessed if you if there's one miracle proven to have happened through your intercession after you've died. Mm-hmm. Blessed and then another miracle for canonization. But um but when you're beatified, when you're named blessed, uh is the first time you can exhume the body. Okay. And so he was beatified 2017. Sure. Is that right? 16, 17? You were there. 17. So, 17? 17. Okay. 17. <laughs> wow. So, um, you calendar. Yeah, so, so 17. <laughs> <you> know me? <laughs> so then, so we were there in 2018. Yeah. So this priest oh, wow. had been involved in the, somehow involved in his mm-hmm. canonization process in Guatemala. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Guatemala and Oklahoma shared, mm-hmm. like, the burden of all the process. You have to... Do a, oops, do a bunch of research and all kinds of stuff mm-hmm. whatever anyhow because for our listeners he grew up in Oklahoma served in Guatemala died there a martyr that's pretty amazing on the I early wonder, 80s but do, do, does some of the process mm. is it different when you're a martyr probably like in terms of miracles yeah and, yeah and probably I wonder if there's a, a sort of um, it's not so prolonged yeah I don't know if you need miracles actually right I have to check on that that's neat um yeah. What a blessing. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, so this pr- this parish priest who lives about four hours from the place where Stanley Rother died, um, we were chatting with him and he was like, oh yeah, I was part of the team of however many people, which included some bishops and other mm-hmm. people who were present when they dug up this like case. So when he died, when he was martyred, what they did, like you said, Sam, uh, his family wanted his body back in Oklahoma, so they sent it back. But the parish people there that he had served in Guatemala were like, no, 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 like, part of him staying here. Oh, wow. <laughs> so they got to keep his heart, and also they mopped up. So he, people, like um, some sort of communist branch or whatever that was active in Guatemala at the time, came in his rectory one night and killed him. Mm-hmm. And they actually mopped up. A um, bunch of the blood from like the floor of the rectory and put it in these sort of like um, containers, I guess. Mm-hmm. And they put that plus his heart in this larger container, buried it in the parish church. Okay. So in 2017, 18, after he was beatified, they dug it up. And this priest we we're talking to was present when they dug up this container. And that's when he said everybody was blown away that like after would have been like about 35 years, um, None of the blood had coagulated. Wow. And so they began to distribute it to like different dioceses in Guatemala and different places in these like little tiny vials. And so one of the ones that he showed us at his parish church was just this little vial, maybe an inch or two long, but yeah, a bunch of liquid, That's non, non-coagulated blood. It's like so. that scene from Naples. Yeah, January, yes. January, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That yeah, yeah. The blood liquefies every year, uh-huh. but when it doesn't, there's usually like a catastrophe. Yeah, yeah. surrounded or yeah. around yeah. the, you know, dried blood. 
doesn't liquefy on his feast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Wow. That's Boom. amazing. So there's yeah. the fur- Fun facts. further further details. Yeah. yeah. So we're into weird stuff as Catholics. I told you this was the <laughs> the most Catholic podcast You're we've welcome. done yet. I saw I saw a, uh, I saw a meme. <laughs> I saw a meme the other day and it was like evangelicals. It was like, hey, come to our church. It's you know, we have such great speakers and, and music. And it was like the Catholics. It's like, come to our church. We have the femur of Mary Magdalene. <laughs> so true. So oh, man. I couldn't stop laughing. I'm like, that's so true. It is. And then we're like you, Sam, looking for stuff to I touch know. to the yep. femur. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I have my water bottle. That's right. My evangelistic water bottle <laughs> is now a third class relic. <laughs> Hey, it could no, happen. It could happen. Amen. It could happen. It could happen. So, Sam, what do you do now? That's a really great question. Um, I actually am working at a local high school as a campus minister. Mm-hmm. Boom. Yes. Yeah. So, I had previously had been an early ed teacher, well, third, second and third grade teacher um, for four years and then just moved to campus ministry. Wow. Which actually was divine providence and how that happened because... Um, we were in Colorado uh, for for the listeners. Um, City on Hill does different trips, and one of them was Colorado. This so much fun. Yeah, we mm. were on it together. It was incredible. Yeah, when a 14-mile hike turned into 19 miles. You remember? Yep. It was incredible. Whoopsie-daisy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you but win was, some, you lose some. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it was great, though. Um, I lost my legs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but at that time, I had applied for the job. And I had found out they wanted to interview me, but we were in Colorado. And so I really wasn't telling people because I was like, this is like too good to be true kind of thing. Uh, So I get back from Colorado and interview for this job. And uh, the previous job I had, it was a year, like an extended school year. So we were going to start a little bit earlier Mm. than normal school. Mm. So uh, as a teacher, like once you fulfill part of the contract you can't get out of it yeah so um i interviewed for the job and they offer it to me well it's two days before i'm supposed to start my job nice and yep (laughs) father thanks father uh so i have to like i really want this job and like the lord made it clear that he really wanted me in this position right and so i had to call my my boss principal at the time um and tell her like wow hey will you let me do this and so she was super open to it and was really encouraging and said hmm. like this is a job that you're meant to do oh, like you're really passionate yeah yeah That's you're really huge. passionate about it like let's make this happen so she calls hmm. the hr head of hr and says you know here you go um and kind of presents my case. Wow. And that's incredible. He, those, the m- scariest Zoom I've ever been on in my life. Because um, <laughs> then I have a meeting with him for him to like tell me, like, Worry, you're okay to, you know, get out of your contract. But you have to, we have to fill the contract in order for you to leave. Mm. So I still have to go to work mm. and like go to, like, be at work, do right. things. So it's a really awkward time. Because, How long did like, you work for? So it ended up being two days because hmm. just the whole backstory to 
the person that took over my spot, like, is so providential because the night before she goes to interview, I literally prayed that let my yes be someone else's yes Mm -hmm. because I, it just seemed like it was so much out of my hand. Like, I couldn't go out and find, I mean, yes, I was calling people and saying, hey, do you know anyone that needs a job? Do you know anyone that would take my spot? Mm -hmm. Um, Because otherwise, after two weeks, I would have to, like, give up this other job so the fact that like my current employer was willing to let me out and then this future employer was like yeah we're gonna wait for you like it was just providence like i have no no other way to describe it (laughs) um and then the next day they interview um this person at eight o'clock they tell her she's hired at nine o'clock they call me at 10 o'clock in the morning and say hey today's your last day pack up your stuff um so yeah and then um i was i like to say i was two days unemployed because I hadn't signed my, like, sure, yeah. hadn't started my other job yet. Yeah. And then I started my job, and um, I love it. I love it so much. That's it's, awesome. It's great to be able to talk about Jesus all day long. Which, someone the other day was eating lunch, and she was, like, talking to me about, like, a retreat that we had put on for the staff. And she was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm talking shop with you, and this is your lunch. Like, I'm sure you just want to break. I was like, uh, no, I want to talk about <laughs> Jesus. And she was like, okay, great. And, like, we just kept talking. Nice. So, but, Who's your favorite saint? Okay. And so, smooth transition. That, yeah. Okay, so fun <laughs> oh, fact. I just came to mind with that. <laughs> yeah. I need to seize the moment before you, we get into yeah. the Camino or something. Yes. <laughs> Have you heard my story yet about COVID and who's your confirmation saint? No, no. I thought it – so – when people start talking about things, aka COVID, or like things that like you don't have a lot of knowledge in, and they've kind of been going on for a while, or like there's an obvious need for a topic change, mm. I just <laughs> <laughs> I will like softly just to lob this question out, like, "Hey, what's your confirmation saying?" And <laughs> it's so like off the wall that people like turn and they're like what but then they answer it at the same time and then it starts a conversation yeah it's happened many times successfully <laughs> aka one core team meeting when we were talking about something i don't remember what it was <laughs> hospital funding or something and there's three of us at the table i was sitting next to taylor downey um who is the i don't know her events man membership at you, got Zion it. Hill. you got it uh she and i were sitting next to each other so i just turned to her because we were not engaged in the conversation. I was just like, so what's your confirmation saying? And like someone else realized I said that and like turned and like entered into the conversation with us. And then like, anyway, so. Is your, you, you derailed us. I, I did. <laughs> <laughs> so um, who is your confirmation saying? I, oh gosh. My confirmation saint is St. Therese of Lisieux, but my oh, nice. favorite saint, I, this is so tough because I just have so many saint friends. Um, I mean, Blessed Stanley Rother, he just, yeah. Yeah, he, like, hunted me down. Like, that was what someone said. Like, (laughs) like sometimes, like, saints, you pick saints, and sometimes saints pick you. And I I think he picked me. That's cool. I mean, Joan of Arc. It's funny you say that. I would have, if I'd heard you say that two years ago, Mm -hmm. I would have kind of been like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> like, tell me more, Father. Tell I, me more. I understand the principle behind it, but for some reason, my this is revealing my own hard-heartedness, but for the longest time in my Catholic life, that was one of the things I'd hear people say that would just 
make me kind of cringe. Like, <laughs> you know, like, mm, like sometimes you don't do the same. The I don't talk like that. The saint, the saint chooses you. Like, and, uh, it's like, well, I haven't felt chosen. Yeah, so. that's that's really what I was saying. So that's yeah. really what was yeah. happening. I was just speaking from a wound, but uh, um, but then it happened. So wow. now I believe wow. it. So. Wow. Can there I guess? Go. Sure. St. Jose Maria. Wow. Nailed it. Okay. Oh, well, wow. for the listeners, it's because every homily after that was about Jose. Not like, every homily. It was like. <laughs> Come on. There, it wasn't like, okay, I will. That was an exaggeration. It was like every homily had some tidbit <laughs> from him. Mm, that's still an exaggeration. Jose <laughs> <laughs> Maria. Okay. <laughs> But anyhow, yeah, Teresa well, was you. I like her. Yes, she is a good one. She is. Um, I would have, I would have guessed for you, Father Saint Augustine. Really? Yeah, I chose him by accident as a confirmation saint. <laughs> I didn't know anything about him. Or <laughs> you, could call, you call it Providence. Maybe, I like him. maybe he chose you. <laughs> maybe he chose Augustine's me. like, dang, I really like this guy. And I was an accident for him. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, true confessions. That's right. Yeah. So we did there. Yeah. Um. Wait. So yeah. So what is your favorite saint? Um. I. Joan of Arc. Edith Stein. Mm, um, that's more than one. I know. I just. I can't. What's your other one? Huh? Oh, that's you. I said that's more than one. More than one. I said that's my other one. I'm like. Um. I think. I like Edith Stein. Probably number one would probably have to be Joan of Arc. Joan of Arc. Yeah. Go forward bravely. Why do you like her? As you read my water bottle. Trust in God, all will be well. Yeah. St. Joan of Arc. I I think not only for her story of, you know, just leading leading in faith. I mean, she had no idea. Mm. I mean, she knew, but Mm. like, Mm. you know, in our human way, didn't really, Mm. you know, comprehend what was being asked of her in such a big way um and to just do it so confidently uh i think and also uh, at the time when i learned about her it was definitely someone that i i needed to be my mm-hmm. friend um and to help me through you know that year um and just to encourage me and just to be there uh, and a lot of things she says of like not being afraid um it's just really something that I have taken to heart to not be afraid. And Marco is smiling because of our hat. Yes. Yeah. My favorite hat in the world. Yes. Sam had this amazing hat in Colorado that I really liked Mm -hmm. that has embroidered on it the signature of John Paul II, Mm -hmm. but it says, be not afraid in his signature. Yeah. And uh, I bought it and it's really awesome. Yeah. Bought it from Sam. I stole it from her. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I bought it from. Uh, I just I, love Prince. Yes, yeah. I, I think it may be discontinued. I it was that color. Mm. Or, I don't know what it was, but now that we're talking about it, also, I mean, Saint John Paul II. Mm. He just sure. probably mm. maybe is my more my favorite. I don't know. Like it's just mm. I just have saints. That's why the saints are my friends. Like I just have saints for different parts of my life and right. a journey alongside me. That it's kind of hard to be like you're number one. Um, I agree with you. Yeah, I like that. I I don't really have a favorite. I kind of like I like a bunch of them. Yeah. So, um, although my fa- my confirmation saint is Saint Padre Pio. That's a good one. 
Padre Pio. Nice. Yeah, this is definitely the most Catholic podcast we've done. So should we make it? Let's just keep rolling. Less Catholic? Yeah. No, this Let's is great. Let's talk about the Camino. Wait. Did we ever finish your story? I mean, the next. So, the, I mean, the next part would just be the Camino. Mm. I mean, okay. So you jump it, from Guatemala to the Camino. Yeah. So. So when you say your friend won a trip to Madrid. Yes. Does that mean that you started the Camino in Madrid? So we. Yeah, sorry. Processing how that happened. Uh, so I was actually at the Given Institute. So I was already in Washington, D.C. And um, so you started of, it in Washington, D.C. Yes. <laughs> actually, we started in Kansas City. Wow. Uh, and then <laughs> took a couple of plane, used different modes of transportation <laughs> um, and got there. So I was already on the East Coast. Hmm. So we went to Madrid because uh, that's where her conference was and um, slew Madrid. So we then had to figure out how to get onto the Camino. Hmm. Because for those that don't know, there's only a few major cities where the train or transportation will get to the Camino because you are literally walking through farmland and, um, you know, literally through people's farms or in these small, tiny towns where there's only like one hotel. It's just really small. So you have to kind of plan out where you're going to hop on Mm. um, and kind of strategically do that. Uh, because in Europe, you know, a lot of transportation is done by trains. Right. So you have to kind of strategically find where you're going to want to go. Uh, so we only had 10 days to hike. Um, and we started out in Astorga, which is actually 12 days out. So um, in your head, you're probably doing the math. Like, how does Crushing this happen? It. Yeah. So um, I am tall. Um, Aaron's also very tall. Um, and so... We our hashtag was two tall brunettes uh, because <laughs> wait you had like a hashtag for like for what for I don't understand how this stuff works. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I, is I it just like a like oh hashtag tall brunettes like, or yeah because it's not like are you posting it's not things? Anything. No, because no. you're out in the middle of nowhere. It was just like a joke. It was just a joke. Yeah. Oh, because oh, it, like. Oh. But, okay. Yeah, it's kind of hard to explain. To but anyway, like, right. it's right. kind of hard on a podcast when you're only using words to describe. Like, you kind of have to see. Anyway, so <laughs> we started told us that. Anyway, do it in 10 days. And in that, we were the only two people in our kind of like cohort because you mm-hmm. kind of grouped together with people that were doing it for a pilgrimage. Mm. Whoa. You, yes. Were people doing it just because, like, exercise? Or? Well, y- yes. Okay. Um, and other people were doing it because, I guess, in Europe, it's kind of like a resume building thing. Huh. Where you, like, do it to be able to say you've done it. Mm-hmm. Um, um, don't quote me on that, but that was, like, a lot of times where people were just like, mm-hmm. yeah, I just want a vacation. I want to go. Or wow. um, the most common part of it is, like, the last seven days. Um, from Saria on, because that's when you get your Compostela, um, which is like your official you know, stamp that says you did it. Uh, so your reason for doing it was probably an evangelization tool. Yeah. Because I mean, like you're what, walking, you're probably thinking, or you, I met, I've never yeah. done it, but I imagine you talk to them and say like, hey, why are you doing this? Yeah. You, I can't tell you people's names, but I can tell you why they were on the Camino, because you never really started with your name. It was more like... You know, hi, how are you doing? Like, 
where you're walking or oh, yeah. for Aaron and I, it was like sometimes like speed walking past them. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so, but, and you got to hear so many stories mm. and it was amazing to hear how God was working in their life, even though they maybe didn't recognize it or acknowledge it or they were searching um, for something and they didn't know how to articulate it. And so for Aaron and I to be able to have these conversations um, and to share the faith uh, with these people, even if it was for five minutes. Um, how was the food? Okay. So there's these, like, I forget what they're called, but they're like chips. They're like fried slices of. <laughs> Dang, that's exactly what I was going to ask. No. Stop us. Uh, <laughs> yes. With garlic aioli on it. Wow. And, oh, it was Come so good. On. We would literally, like, wake up, walk, stop for coffee, and a chocolate, uh, croissant walk a little bit more have another coffee and then walk a little or toast and then walk a little more and then we'd have a beer and then we would walk a little more <laughs> now we're talking <laughs> <laughs> and then we would have another beer and lunch like because you're burning so many calories nice. because you have everything on your um in your pack and right. you're carrying it and i mean this terrain was not you know it's not flat right until probably like you know, once you kind of get closer to the city, um, Santiago, mm-hmm. it became a little more flat. I mean, otherwise mm-hmm. you're like, we started in the mountains. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, uh, but the food in Spain is good. Yes. It's fun. It was, it's different. Um, and it's fun to eat. Highly yeah. recommend it. Uh, but also just to be able to like, I think the amount of time we walked it was perfect because you got to enter in because you were some stretches of, the Camino, you are by yourself. And so you can choose to like put in music and listen to your music, or you can choose to have a conversation with God. Um, Did you hug the statue? So is that, a, is wanna, that a thing you do at the end? Yeah, I think. Yeah. yeah I kind of want a refund though, because they were really, <laughs> <laughs> you have to pay. No, because, oh. <laughs> that is, that's just my phrase. Uh, because they were redoing the interior because this year or last year, I can't remember is like hmm. the 150th anniversary oh. or something. I can't remember or feast day. Oh, something about a feast day of St. James falls on a certain day. So they're redoing the cathedral to celebrate it and um at the time there's tons of like scaffolding everywhere mm-hmm. so nothing like mm-hmm. the big huge urn that a lot of people um, oh the sensor yes like the big thurible yeah the yes was not they weren't using oh, it man. which yes that no. is so that's yes yeah. and so and most of the people also when you ask them like why they're doing the community they're like oh i've seen the way which is the oh, movie. Yeah. yeah. Martin Sheen. Okay, Martin so Sheen. I had, I've never seen it, had <laughs> yeah. no idea. Yeah. And I think I'm like one of the people, only people on the Camino that have never seen the movie <laughs> like, and did it. So it was okay. still haven't never seen it. Yeah, it wasn't. I yeah. Know. It was all right. I mean, not that but, I'm a movie critic, but. But yeah. Yeah, it's kind of underwhelming. Yeah, still haven't yeah. seen it. But I mean, it was, it was a great way to like oh. ponder and think, but in a way that wasn't like all consuming. Because God would always send like someone along your path, mm. you know, right when you needed it or to have a conversation. Like people would speak into Aaron and I's prayer all the time. And we're like, where did this come wow. from? Like you had no idea. I didn't know who you were two seconds ago. That's fun. And now you're speaking into my prayer and like answering prayer wow. is, yeah. That's I just, amazing. Yeah. And then we went to Fatima and like. After? Yes. Yeah. It was jam Did you go back to Madrid at all? Um, 
Yes, because I had to fly. I flew out of, so um, we went to Fatima and then went back up. So I flew out of um, Sun City in Portugal. And then I also don't speak Spanish. So I don't, I'm not going to try and say cities or towns. <laughs> Can you please? I kind of want to hear it. So Aaron, Aaron went back to Santiago and hiked the rest of the Camino because, like, there's part of it at the time when St. James was, you know, blazing the trail he they did it all the way to the end of the known world at the time so they would say it's like the edge of the uh, world or whatever um and so you can hike like the additional part well she went back to santiago and hiked the additional Mm. like 90 to 100 miles Mm. well i had been gone for a month and at this point i had gotten a different new job so at this time in 2019 i had a different job and had just bought a house um so I kind of needed to go, I had been gone for a month at this point and I kind of needed to go home to like this brand new house that I had just bought to like take care of it. Yeah. So I went back the to Madrid. The house that you have now? Yes. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I went back to Madrid and flew out. But, um. Did you buy it while you were in Spain? I bought it a, a month. I had literally moved my stuff in and two days later, later left for Washington, oh, D.C. I was, I was going to say that. That'd be badass. If you're just like <laughs> oh, it's true. in Spain, and you're just like <laughs> you're like on Zillow. No, I did. Hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is it Zillow or Zillow? Zillow. Zillow. No, you're like, I'm, Zillow. I'm, I'm just eating tapas like, and buying a house. Yeah, no big Whoops. deal. But I did grad Whoops. school. Yeah, so I did grad school also at this time. So I was finishing. I had to finish grad school because I didn't know if you were going to have internet on the Camino. So I had to mm. finish my semester of grad school before Boom. we left. The Camino doesn't have Wi-Fi. <laughs> What the heck? <laughs> yeah, definitely get your refund. <laughs> I mean, first you can't hug the statue, okay. and then I did hug the, the statue, sensor isn't it, working. Yeah, lame. I know. <laughs> this is this but, is getting. It's bad, like we'll guys. have to organize a city on hill. Yeah. So <laughs> yep, we'll have to go city on hill. Get ready. This is a random question I have for you. I mm. love random. What's mm. your favorite restaurant in Kansas City? Mm. Can you be specific in the genre or like oh, any wow. genre? We're getting in the thick of it. Um, any genre. If you're like, okay, you're on your deathbed. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Great contextualization. And you are able to leave your deathbed to go to one last dinner somewhere. Where would you go? Okay. So I would go to Joe's Barbecue for their French fries. Have the ranch from Smokehouse Barbecue door dashed. Because you said I can only go to one place, right? <laughs> DoorDash. I know. I'm getting so confused. Uh, as you're, you, you're using like Uber Eats here. Yes, and... I was going to use Uber Eats for... Yeah, you didn't qualify your uh, question enough. Yeah, you didn't. No, okay. Uh, so you would... To get the sandwich from Char Bar, it's like, I don't know how to describe it. Wait, so it's... you would what you would actually go to Joe's KC? Yeah, because have you been there? Like, for the, their yeah, French The fries. original gas station? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the atmosphere there is... Even with COVID, like it's awesome. It's just such a great atmosphere to be in. I find it amazing that like <laughs> how different people think about food and and death and like. Yeah, I would atmosphere would be like it never would have crossed my mind as like a factor to consider with food. I like, wouldn't want like a gas station as I'm like <laughs> actively dying. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, well, but hey, this is your story. Hey, this isn't say, my story. Is... <laughs> yep. So you would DoorDash Ranch from. I would DoorDash Ranch from Smokehouse. Just 
like just ranch. ranch dressing. Just ranch dressing. So Hidden Valley doesn't cut it. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is insane. Okay. And then you would DoorDash a, a I, sandwich from Charbar. sandwich Char from Charbar. It's like the Triple Crown or something, but it has like pulled pork, oh. ham, mm. and there's another meat on there. Or talking. It's Burnouts. amazing. And then um, I would have, I would literally find out some way to get the gates people i think it's gates wow. are they the ones that say hi can i help you as soon as you like walk in the door uh, like, that's a lot order? of places <laughs> <laughs> that's but america they, like, yell at you <laughs> they it's do yell like, at you at gates yeah yeah, yeah, so yeah. Oh, I, this is too and, much <laughs> because when you come in they say hi can we help you <laughs> no they yell it at you like in this like just, that, it's that is every establishment <laughs> in this city it's true, Gates, though. They do yell. Oh, do yeah. they? I've that never was, been. I'm that so was okay, extra, so now, see, extra I'm piece so glad thing. you asked this question because now this is what we'll be doing. Um, when you die. this experience yeah. happen. Yeah. But so it's all barbecue. Yeah. You I mean, like, Kansas City is barbecue yeah, to for me. For sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I think if we were to have this conversation in Ohio, it would be a different... Chili, right? Isn't that the, yes. Isn't that so the thing? Father is... Um, Thinking about our fishbowl game that we played, and when I was, was not very nice. Happy salmon? Yeah, when was this? No, it was oh, in Colorado. Oh, That's right. And Colorado, I yes. put all Ohio things because I was the only one right. from Ohio. Um, and it, was all, it was all chili. It was, it was weird, all chili. Weird chili places. Yeah. I've never, I, I never thought of, I've never thought of chili as like a delicacy. It's <laughs> like, oh, I can't wait to have that bowl of chili. <laughs> it's usually like, oh, we're having chili for dinner. It's like, oh, okay. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but is that is that's the thing in Ohio? It, I that's it's, great. It's something that we eat. I'm, I'm not being judgy. No, it's I don't know. <laughs> I'm processing if that's actually what we would eat in Ohio. I actually like these things called made rights. Oh yeah, yeah. Totally what are those? So it's basically a ground beef that put on a bun. But the is it like thing, that Nebraska thing? What? It's kind of this part of the Midwest ish. What's what's that Nebraska one called? The um, they're like pockets of like ground beef. It's not a pocket. It's like a hamburger bun. Oh, but the important yeah. thing like about like a the, sloppy Joe. Yes, yeah, pretty much. But it's ground beef. Yeah. but the beef is cooked with beer. But like, oh, I don't know. It's that. cooked so much that you can't taste the alcohol in it. Mm. But it's it's small. It's simple. You get pickles, sliced like diced onions. Mm cheese mustard like that's all wow. you can get on it like there's really nothing that else. sounds good mm. it's so good with a mr pib <gasps> wow yes. that's a mr. throwback yeah, that still exists? 20 yes. years. Yeah. there are a few select locations that <laughs> <laughs> and ohio uh, is one of them folks yes. if you are and having a mr House pib barbecue. get in yes. your car yes. and go to dayton dayton ohio. i think i think we've maxed out our banter uh this limit one. yes yes I don't know if our listeners made it all the way through made Probably right not. through made right there. Um, uh, great stuff though. Yeah, yeah. Any, this was great. Any? Was uh, great. Did we ever finish? We sort of finished your story. We finished. I guess, yeah, kind of. I think so. We're done. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sam, Any, you're great. <laughs> I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to kill the uh, conversation there. I I, to... Can I? Can I say something about Sam really quick? Yes. I. I just want to affirm. I think you have a very inviting and accessible persona, mm. and uh, it's just it's just contagious when you're around people, and um, you really have a have a capacity to make people feel welcomed. I felt that even myself, 
So thank you. And I know many yeah. people have and will feel blessed by your presence. So I'm, I'm grateful that you're here in Kansas City. Thanks. Thanks, Marco. I'm glad to be here. Thanks. Yeah, I'm thankful for your water bottle and her... Uh... <laughs> All my stories. <laughs> yes. No, it's true. Sam is, for our listeners, probably the most involved person in City mm-hmm. on a Hill, I would say. Yeah. Always doing everything. Amen. Yeah. With a smile, so... <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thanks. My John Paul II picture. Yes. Hangs right on my nice. door every day. Wow. So I look at it. Nice. And yeah. So that's what I'll leave you with. It's John Paul II. He's awesome. He's Amen. Yeah. Indeed. Well, any, yeah, any other than him, any, uh, sometimes I remember to give people a, you have a favorite quote or any Ooh. last words you'd like to offer um, to everyone. Yeah. So something that's been big is dreaming. I am like all about dreaming, but not even like like little dreams, mm-hmm. but like those big mm-hmm. uh, dreams that seem like they're unattainable. Mm-hmm. Um, just championing those dreams for uh, other people and just to be able to like sit in that space and like talk about, you know, what are the desires on your heart? Um, and so today, a friend, um, Susan Speck, sent me um, kind of like a quote that really struck me. And it just says, like, one life, just one. Why aren't we running like we are on fire towards our wildest dreams? And so I was just kind of like, wow, that kind of shifted your perspective of, like, yeah, we do have one life. And so, like, what are our God-given dreams? So, yeah. I love it. Let's dream. Let's dream, y'all. Dream big. Boom. Well, thank you both. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Wonderful conversation that I killed by uh putting a cap <laughs> cap on our banter no, you didn't kill it <laughs> it was fun but it was Thanks great to have you guys yes thank you yeah. for coming on and thank all of you for listening to the city on a hill podcast tune in next time for some other wonderful conversation with um who knows uh could be you <laughs> bye-bye now thank you for tuning in to this episode of the city on a hill podcast Please subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes and leave a review so others will come across our content. If City on a Hill has been a gift to you, consider joining our mission by making a monthly gift. Learn more at kansascityonahill.org slash donate. Be your best and strive to be a saint.